episode of Echo Chamber and as we do we're gonna start things off with the UK top 10 film streaming this week at number 10 people we have got Walt Dome's Trolls World Tour starring Rachel Bloom Chance the Rapper Jamie Dorham and Anna Kendrick with the, uh, you know, voice assists. At number nine, it slipped, but it's still staying strong. We have got Christopher Nolan's Tenant, Elizabeth Debicki, John David Washington, who will feature in today's episode, Robert Patterson, and Aaron Taylor Johnson. At number eight, it's Spider-Man Far From Home from John Watts, starring Tom Holland, Jake Gyllenhaal, Jacob Batalon, and Xeander, who is also in today's episode. At number seven, it's Dean Parasut's Bill and Ted's Face the Music, Keanu Reeves, Alex Winter, and the crew are back at number six people ah it's ryan cougar's black panther you know chadrick boson michael b jordan lapite noanga danny guerrera what a great film so we're in the top five and it is robert zumakis's a remake of ronald dahl's the witches anna hathaway octavia spencer Christina Chensworth. So number four people, it's Godzilla, Kid of the Monsters from Michael Doherty, Millie Bobby Brown, Vera Fanning, Charles Changa. So at number three, it's an old one. It is Luke Besson's The Fifth Element. Mila Kunjunovic, <laughs> Bruce Willis, Chris Tucker, Gary Oldman. At number two, it is Rose Glasses, St. Maud, Milfred Clark, Jennifer Ellis. What a great film. Very weird and atmospheric. And at number one, the top streaming film in the UK. It is the greatest showman, people. Alright, so this is from Michael Grassi, starring Hugh Jackman, Zach Efron, Kaylee Seidel, and again, Zianja. So, people, that is it. Now, before we get into this week's films, and we have four for you. Four films. Nice. Little bit of information, alright? So buckle in. 
Yes. And we are about to get it popping. All right. Hurts. Well, horror fans, February might be the shortest month, but shudder, yes. The um, you know, the uh, platform, streaming platform that you need if you are a very keen hot horror fanatic. Well, yeah, they'll be releasing a new. That's right, people, a new original exclusive film every week of the month. Yes, that is correct. Um, there will also be. A new Last Drive-In Valentine special. The um, episode drop of A Discovery of Witches is continuing throughout the month. Um, and there will also be the original The Queen of Black Magic. Yes, that is correct. Because, well, Shudder's kind of a reboot of the film is dropping at the end of January. So, yeah. You can, if you watch that and think, oh, it's great, or, meh, not, yeah, I preferred the original. Well, in February, you can watch the original. Also, Vampire's Kiss, right, the um, classic Nick Cage film. Uh, then you've got some 70s cult classic films, such as Audrey Rose, Psychomania, and the ninth configuration. Yeah. So um, some of the big premieres will be A Nightmare Wakes. Right. So this is, um, well, the gist is, while composing his famous novel Frankenstein, Mary Shelley descends into an opium-fueled fever dream while carrying on a torrid love affair with Percy Shelley. As she writes... The characters of her novel come to life and begin to plague her relationship with Percy. Before long, she must choose between true love and her literary masterpiece. An unsettling, intimate portrayal of a brilliant artist at her most troubled. A nightmare wakes, traces the tortured birth of a timeless masterwork and a rightful assertion of its creator to stand alongside her creation. So it stars Alex Wilton Regan, Gulon Yayo Gulodisha, Philippe um, Bowagon, um, and Lee Garrett. Okay, it's di directed by Nora Uncle. Yeah. Cool. And this will be dropping on the 4th of February. There is also After Midnight. Okay, so um, this is from director Jeremy Gardner um, and Christian Stella. And um, the film is about this. Ten years into his small town storybook romance with Abby, Hank suddenly wakes up to an empty home with nothing but a cryptic note to explain why she left. Hank's charmed life begins to fall apart. To make matters worse, Appy's disappearance seems to trigger the arrival of a ferocious creature 
that crawls out of the old grove on the edge of his property. And uh, this, it hits on the 11th. Uh, so we then have Shuk, which is, um, yeah, this is from Jennifer Harrington. Uh, so, when Mia, a social media star, becomes the target of an online terror campaign, she has to solve a series of tests to prevent people she cares about from getting murdered. But, is it real? Or is it just a game at her expense? The film stars Daisy Tutor, Emily Goss, Nicola Pusner, um, Octavius J. Johnson, Stephanie Simbari, and Grant Rossmeyer. And uh, you can see this on the 18th of February. We then have The Dark and the Wicked. So, on a secluded farm, a man is bedridden and fighting through his final breaths while his wife slowly succumbs to overwhelming grief. Siblings Louise and Michael return home to help, but it doesn't take long for them to see that something's wrong with mum, something more than her heavy sorrow. Gradually, they begin to suffer a darkness similar to their mother's, marked by waking nightmares and a growing sense that an evil entity is taking over their family. It's directed by Brian Bertino, um, and you'll be able to watch that on the 25th. So, um, yeah, people, if you don't already have Shudder, what the hell are you doing? All right, so um, go pick it up. And you get the opportunity to watch all of these, plus a wealth of other horror classics. Okay, people, so now we have that all out of the way, let's get into this week's films. Alright, and remember, we have four. So there is a lot of variety for you to uh, delve into. Alright, uh, let's get it popping. Okay, so I watched Sator, which I sometimes I wonder why I do this shit. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I don't necessarily love horror films. Like, though I watch some and they're great, and some are just not good. Like, and I think Sator, I I don't love it. I don't love it, and it's not because it's terrible, but it is freaking creepy as hell, it is unsettling, it really is, right, so, uh, the gist is, this chilling and atmospheric slice of slow burn, slow burn horror is set in a desolate forest, where a broken family is being observed by Sator, a supernatural entity who is attempting to claim them. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, it sounds creepy, right? Now, this is from Jordan Graham, who 
pretty much did everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? You think of all the tasks around a film. You know, Jordan did it, right? He produced it. He did the music, the cinematography, the editing. You know, he, he like took care of so much of this stuff, right? He wrote the film and it's starring, um, well, we have June Patterson, his aunt, who plays Nana. Um, we've got Gabriel Nicholson, who plays Adam. We have um, Aurora Lowe, she plays Deborah. Rachel Johnson plays Evie, and Michael Daniel plays Pete. So, this is a family, right? These are, these people are all connected, um, which is uh, yeah another interesting component of the film. Now, another crazy part of all of this, right? So. <laughs> You, you, you're watching and you're thinking, oh, this sounds just so weird. Like, where did this come from? Well, it came from Jordan's grandmother, right? Now, we don't, like, in the, um, you know, the, the, the editor's notes and all of this, right, it, it talks about, you know, how the film was made. And he says that he had to do some filming and use his grandmother's, like, cottage. Like, we don't know why. I think it's, now, I think, you know, budget was very low when it came to all of this, so he's using his grandma's house, and he, for some reason, he decides to video her, and she talks to him about this Sator entity, which, you know, she kind of started to talk about in 1968, right, and, um, you know, she was keeping a journal of everything, and as she was talking to him, she started to reveal all of these experiences that he'd never heard before, you know, the, the automatic writing, like voices in her head, just all of this stuff, and he was just like, oh, <laughs> this is gold, and then he read the diary that she'd been keeping, and he was like, yo, this has to be in the film, so he, he incorporated it into his film, now, we don't know what the actual film was before the inclusion of this, which would have been interesting, you know, but, um, yeah, so, the film starts and ends with his grandmother talking, oh, which really does make this some creepier shit, so then we're with Adam, you know, we're with Adam, and he, he's in the wilderness, and just looking around, and all of this, and Adam, like, there's no real dialogue, and it's just weird, and there's moments when, like, he goes outside. Like, there's a point when Adam goes outside, like, he hears a noise, and he's, he's outside just standing there, and his dog is barking, and you're just like, what, what is going, I don't know what's going on. Like, it's just really weird, 
really weird and creepy and just it is just chilling like there's these real chilling moments then we have um Pete turn up like his brother but the the, the weird thing about it is Pete is is doing stuff and we got you know, Adam's staring at him, but not saying anything, and we're just like, wait, is this here, or is Adam thinking he's seeing something, what's going on, like, I don't understand, what's, what's happening right now, you know, and you're just, oh, it's freaky, Right, and a lot of the times, the the dialogue is a little bit, like, mumbled. So, again, it's just like, is this psychological? Is this in his mind? Is he going crazy because of the isolation? What actually is happening here? I don't know. So, this is going on. Now, we're also seeing, like, this other kind of, like, there's sometimes there's these cutaways and these weird kind of moments, and it's all there, which is building up the tension and making you just feel super uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, that's essentially what this does. You, you're just feeling super uncomfortable because it's hard to tell what the relationship at first is between these people you know, we don't really know and there's like this talk about the mother who's done something which we just don't really understand hey, but it, it, nothing's very clear you know, and again, so the grandmother is also in the film proper, and, you know, she's talking about this, you know, the way she talks about all of this is as if it's this friendly thing and everything is cool, which doesn't really reflect the vibe you're getting from anything else, you know, because it's just weird, like we have Adam, there's a point he's lying on the floor and his dog is licking his face and he just looks like he is out, out, which again kind of makes you wonder, is it a, you know, a mental thing, is it in his head, is everything we're seeing in his head, you know, so it's a, it's a really, tricky film now what you know jordan does which is just really interesting some sometimes will cut to a shot and it will be what you don't realize it's a close-up of something and as the camera pulls away then you realize oh it's like a spider on a spider's web you know or it's a skull or it, you know he does a lot of this which Oh, you know, really adds 
to this vibe adds to the tone of just this oppressive force of nature right this thing that is going on that we just don't know like there's all these cameras that have been set up that you kind of realize aren't to you know monitor deers or anything but to kind of monitor something else that's going on and yeah it's yeah there's just all of this right there's just all of this stuff all of this stuff going on and it's cut in a way that like there's points of it that yeah aren't that clear right you think i'm not quite sure what's happening here but i don't like it (laughs) i don't like it at all it is making me feel uncomfortable you know like you have moments and then suddenly it cuts to a scene where all these birds flying out of a tree and you're just like come on man (laughs) why are you fucking with my nerves like this like what have i done to you you know so at first when you know we, we see sisters Again, you're not sure if this shit is real. Right? There is this blurring of the lines. You know, because people appear. Well, I think it's been cut to seem like they've just appeared. When probably they've been there for a while. And and so you're looking at me like, oh. And then they're talking to Adam. And then they'll disappear. And you're like, <laughs> come on, really, what are we doing here? You know, it's, it's this thing that just builds and builds and builds. I, it, it, it was not good for my nerves. It, like, it's creepy as fuck, people. It really is. You know, this isn't necessarily for your um, your mild horror fan. You know, if stuff like Scream and that's just you. You know, that's your kind of thing. This might not be for you. <laughs> I mean, it's been likened to films such as um, The Witch. Yeah, I, I, I've never seen it. But I've always heard it's weird. And hereditary. Again, not seen. Um, but again, it's meant to be weird. And yeah, I just just didn't seem like they were for me. But yeah, if you like those, then, you know, this possibly is definitely your type of thing. Um, it, it took, you know, Jordan seven years to make. Because, again... He was, like, doing everything involved in the film. So you get it. You know, obviously, it's it's not going to be something that you just, you know, knock out in three months. You know, he he does a lot of cutting in between, like, black and white and colour. Which, you know, helps to 
you know, create this atmosphere. Like some of the shots he uses are just... Oh. Yeah, they, they help to, you know, up that tempo of fear and foreboding. You know, and it's not till, I don't know, about halfway through that you start to get this, yeah, feeling, I would say, of this other shit that's going on. You know, because you start to think, okay, maybe it isn't a mental thing, right? Maybe it's a bit more than that. I don't know. Is it? Because we're seeing stuff now, but you still have that thing in the back of your head, like, is this really here? Is it really here or is it in this dude's head? You know what I mean? And I still, I've got to say, right, even at the end, right, the end gives you some shit. Right, we, we see some stuff going down, which, I mean, like, you, you're wondering now. You, you're wondering to yourself, wait, why? Like, why? I don't get, like, why are these? But even when you have seen certain things, you're like, wait, hold on, but is this real? <laughs> Like, is it real? It's It gets nasty. It gets nasty. And, uh, yeah, you kind of think to yourself, hope it's not. Hope this isn't real. <laughs> oh, man. Satan is a, is a creepy-ass thing. It's a creepy-ass thing, people. But, you know, I think fans of that, oh, foreboding, like, just atmospheric, creepy, goddamn shit. Yo, I think they're gonna lap this up. So it, it's getting released digitally first, and then you're gonna be able to pick it up um, on DVD. So, as always, the information is you know in the episode notes, people. So go check out the site. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, Jordan's um, Instagram is there, so you can, you know, follow him and uh, see what he does next. But, you know, if he can do all of this, imagine what he might do with a bigger budget. Oh, I dread to think. <laughs> I dread to think. But, um, yeah, I think I'm going to go and sit in a very bright room and uh, possibly watch something happy. I don't know. Maybe the Care Bears. <laughs> so, something, something cheery is in order. That's what I think, people. All right. Enjoy. So many films got moved last year and delayed and all of that. You know, people. We've given you the skinny. Uh, one of those films, Greenland, just hit Amazon Prime. It, um, yeah, 
<laughs> oh my days right so um you know it's one of those Gerald Butler disaster films so I think that in itself gives you a little indication of what this is right gives you a little indication so here is the scoopy scoop scoop right it's directed by Rick Roman Wah. I think that's how you pronounce the first, last name, Wah, W-A-U-G-H. Um, it's produced by, well, actually, it's written by Chris Spaulding. Um, it's produced by Basil Iwank, Sebastian Arribond, Alan Siegel, and uh, Gerard Butler. The music is David Buckley. Cinematography is Dana Gonzalez. And our cast, people. Our intrepid cast. Well, of course, there is Gerard Butler. He plays a John Garrett, Garrett Garrity. There's um, Morena Bakanin, who plays Alison Garrity, his wife. And Roger Dale Floyd plays the son, Nathan Garrity. We've also got Scott Glenn. He uh, shows up towards the end. He's Dale, Allison's dad. Um, then there's David Denon. He plays Ralph Vento. And Hope Davis, who plays Judy, Judy Vento. So, um, yeah, they, they show up. There are a couple that appear in the film. Uh, we've got Andrew Buckler. He plays a guy called Colin. Uh, we've got Merrin Dungey. Uh, now, they... Now, um, what's he... Uh, oh, yeah. She plays a, a, a major in the army, Major Breen. We've got Gary Weeks as Ed Pruitt, Tracy Booner as Peggy Pruitt, their neighbours, um, Claire Bronson as Deborah Jones, and Madison Johnson as Ellie Jones. And, um, yeah, they're all neighbours of the Garretties. Uh, so, um, what's this film about, you may ask? Okay, well... A family fights for survival as a planet-killing comet races to Earth. John Garrity, his estranged wife Allison, and young son Nathan make a perilous journey to their only hope for sanctuary. Amid terrifying news accounts of cities around the world being levelled by comet fragments, the Garrities experience the best and worst in humanity while they battle the increasing panic and lawlessness surrounding them. As the countdown to global apocalypse approaches zero, their incredible trek culminates in a desperate and last-minute flight to a possible safe haven. Hmm, kind of feel that gives way too much away, but anyway, people... <sighs> this film, <laughs> this film, 
I mean, it's, it, I feel it's what you would expect. You know what I mean? It's what you would expect when you hear the name Gerard Butler. Now, I checked it out because I wanted just some mindless action. I just fancied a mindless action film. A lot of explosions, that goofy shit. Um, it's not quite that. Right, it, it, I wouldn't say it's along the lines of some of the other uh, stuff that he has done. This one, though, it's... I think the issue I have with films like this, you know, these disaster flicks, is that they um, they act like we don't live in a time with all this technology right they act like um you know we don't have movies and tv shows you know because you see there are how many just think to yourself how many movies and tv shows and books video games how much has there been about like disasters and what would happen and the storylines and all of that it's been millions. So when the people in these things act like, oh my God, oh, what's going on? It's just like, come on now. Like you have an idea. You have an idea. So goofy shit goes down and you're like, what are you doing? You, you know what the answer to that question is. Like, Everyone knows what the answer to that question is. Don't act like you don't. And fine, I get it. In the heat of the moment, you can ask, maybe. But to press the issue is just insane. Right? And, and you're just like, what? You know what I mean? You watch it in disbelief because it's like, come on now. What the fuck is this? What, what are they doing? Huh? You know, makes no sense. Um, the first, I don't know, 15 minutes of the film, kind of pointless. Kind of pointless, right? And it's just going those usual tropes. You know, like, oh, there's a couple and there's something has gone on. Oh, but they're trying to make it work. Yay. Oh, they've got a kid that's ill. Right, check. That's going to play into the film. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, let's mark all these things off that you know will come up later on. And we just have to do this aimless dance of, hey, how are you? I'm fine. Buh, buh, buh. Oh, look, he's hearing this. Buh, buh, buh. Buh, buh, buh. Buh, buh, buh. Woo, 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 woo. And you're just like, oh, God. Can we just get into it? Right? There's ways of you know, giving you certain information without the meandering just dross. But, nah, they give you the meandering dross, right? Then suddenly, you get, you know, a phone call comes. Be like, oh, there's this thing happening. You and your family need to come to this place. And you're like, okay, right. And when you see not everyone else is picking up their phone, you're thinking, okay, right, better keep this on the low-low. So, you know, 
when and also you know your TV takes the text messages. You turn your fucking TV off if you got guests round. You do it because you know what will come when other people who aren't getting that message are like, "You got that message?" You mean it, it, it's just people doing the dumbest shit, but acting like, "Oh, I didn't know my TV took my text messages." You're like, "How long have you lived in that fucking house?" Come on, jeez. So we have all of this, and you know they've got to get to this place, and I think the crazy thing about this film, the great well, there's so many, but one of the crazy things about this film is um, we we're meant to be rooting for these Garretties, you know, in everything that's going to happen to them and all of this, but. They're assholes. <laughs> they are a bunch of self-righteous assholes. You know, they get to the thing and they're like, because come on, you you'd understand, right? Um, because the kid's ill, there's an issue. And all you hear is, oh, you've got to take my son. You've got to take my son. He, blah, we're doing, and you've got to do this. And it's just like, yep, no, 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 no. This is a international thing that's going on, right? It's not just a few people, there are, it's everyone. Everyone in your fucking state, everyone in your country, you know what I mean? And you think you jump to the front of the line, you think that it's all about you, right, and you're just like, what, and then it's just like, oh, well, how would you feel if, you know, and then the woman's just like, um, yeah, no one in the army's family got selected, we're just here doing our jobs, and you're just like, oh, and I don't believe she apologised, you know what I mean? I, I'm sorry for being an ass. I'm just, if it was like, I'm real sorry, I'm just fucking stressed. I, I, I lost my mind. I really apologize. You know what I mean? I'm going to go. Yeah, there was none of that shit, right? And that was the thing. It was all the way through. It was just like, you need to do this for us. You need, and it's just like, no. I, like, understand what is going on, right? Understand what is going on on right with this when you see these films ending the world they pick the brains to restart uh, you know the population so you know there, there's definitely a certain group of people that are getting picked now it was weird that he got picked because it's just like what's your trade he's like i'm an architect Right, and I don't, I don't really know how much of an architect he is, right? Because he was on site doing shit. But anyway, it's just like there are loads of architects. <laughs> you know what I mean? It'd be like if you were an award-winning architect. You know what I mean? It'd be like, oh yeah, I built the uh, Chrysler Building and the Rockefeller Center, and obviously he wouldn't because they are old, right? But you know what I'm saying? If if you are the top 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 then yeah i get it but if you're just 
Joe Architect is like, huh? Why? <laughs> you know what I mean? It was, it's odd. But yeah, so all of, so the shit goes down. They get separated. Obviously, they get separated. Now, here's another thing. The kids got diabetes, right? And there's one point in the film where the kid does this ridiculous thing. This ridiculous thing. And you're thinking, if you have, you mean, he's a little, he's a kid, right? I, I'm not quite sure the age, maybe he's 10, 12, something like that. But he'd have had diabetes all his life, right? So you understand, you understand what you need and all of this. That, that would have been drilled into you for so for the kid to do the thing the kid did is a little irrational a little irrational especially because later on in the film right mum finds kid and she's talking to a woman and he's like oh yeah i need he's diabetic and i need to and she's like oh i know he told me everything. He told me, you know, what's the issue? How often he has to take the thing? What dosage? Ba 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 ba. And I'm like, yo, if the kid knows all of that, he's not doing the thing at the beginning, right? He's not doing the thing at the beginning. He's just stupid, straight up stupid. But the kid is not bro like the kid. The, 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 is, he just said this one thing in the film. He's like, "My friend Teddy says your life flashes in front of your eyes when you die, right? You know, cliche thing you always hear." And then he says, "I think it would be better if it did that while you lived. That way you could see all the good memories and be happy." I'm like, kid, you just answered your own fucking question. Memories. We have memories. That's the thing that reminds us of all the shit we've done. You know what I mean? And those memory attachments, like music and film and books and colours, you know, people, right? Places. Like all of those things. You see something and be like, oh shit. Oh man, remember in 95 when we did that thing and blah, blah, blah. Hear that song. Oh fuck, 2003. Yo, and we went to that play. You know what I mean? It, it's just that's what that is. You know what I mean? Like, what are you saying? Oh, it'd be good if your life flashed in front of your eyes when you're alive. Memories, motherfucker. Memories. <laughs> you know. But yeah, this this family they are dumb. Like, you know, just getting in random people's cars. It's just shit like that. Because again, it's acting like you've never seen a um, apocalyptic film, book, TV show, etc. Like, you know what people will do, right? Also, you would cover up wristbands. You would cover it up. You're not putting that shit on display, knowing that only so many people get selected. And you're like, oh, look. I was special. I was special. Look at my arm, motherfucker. Look at my arm. I got selected, son. Like, huh? What? You know what I mean? It's baffling. Fucking baffling. 
And yeah, this is the insane thing of the film, right? Um, look, the special effects are decent. Special effects are decent. You know what I mean? The shock waves, the 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 meteor fragments, all of that looked very good. Looked very good. I will say though, if you get hit by a shock wave, you ain't just getting up. <laughs> you, know I mean? I'm kind of thinking you you ain't, especially if it's the type that you can see. It's that fucking powerful. You can see it, and it throws you. You ain't just, that, it's like popping an eardrum, like, shit's happening, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. But, um, you know, I think the way this film ends, oh, I think mean, just to build up to it, they, this self-righteous, selfish-ass family do a thing, do an insane thing, so you're like, what and then like it's just a bit of the end because i'm kind of like yo when you you know what i mean you're sending out texts to certain people you've selected certain people so you have got a certain level of supplies of stock of space means you ain't just taking randoms you ain't just taking randoms. So, I don't know. The, the ending sequence was like, nah. Nah. Ain't buying that shit. Ain't buying it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oik. Oh, my days. Now, I, I think, look, it, it, the way it ends, you could possibly make a sequel. Right? You could possibly make a sequel with what happens next. You know, you could definitely do that shit. I don't know if they will. I don't know what the deal will be. Right? Because, listen. This film. Look. It's not my type of film. You know what I mean? Not my type of film. And the explosions weren't enough for me. Because there was too much stupid human shit going on. And it was stupid human shit. But. Here's the jazz, people. I kind of feel... If you love, right, if you love these kind of films, like Geostorm, you know what I mean? If that was your jam, if you loved, um, oh, what's that? Is it 2012? I think that was the one, right? If that, if you loved that shit, yeah, this is you. You know, if you like those Gerard Butler films, Right, if you like, um, you know, thingy has fallen and thingy has fallen and thingy has fallen. If, if they're yours, then this is you. You will like this. You know what I mean? This, this is for all those people, right? It, it, it's going to give you all those things that you just love. So, um, yeah. It, it, it's for that market, right, it is definitely for that market, so people, if they're your jams, then, yeah, go, go get you some, you know what I mean, because uh, Greenland will be ticking all those boxes for you, <laughs> you know what I mean, it will tick every single one of those boxes, people, 
You read it, 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 it's that sort of film, right? Oh, but if not, <laughs> I mean, you know, if you like those sci-fi films, right? Sci if you like those ones, those crazy films they put on Sci-Fi Channel late at night, yeah, this this is up that kind of street. It's not Armageddon. It's not Deep Impact, you know. Unfortunately, but yeah, it, it it's more on the lines of your twenty twelves, right? Of your um, daylight. <laughs> yeah, daylight people. The, the, the day after tomorrow. That, that's what this one. Yeah, this kind of hits those buttons. Right? It, it's not even on the like San Antonio um, front or rampage. It's not as good as those. But listen. Yeah, I mean, the, these things aren't for. It's not for everyone, right? So, um, yeah, just kind of look at it like that, right? If, if you enjoy a, you know, a crazy action film, then, you know, you will possibly enjoy Greenland. But be warned, there is a lot of goofy, goofy, goofy shit. A lot of goofy shit. A lot of people thinking they're owed everything. <laughs> and I feel the film could be shorter It's like two hours The film could be a lot shorter If you cut out all the, all the dross You know, there's these weird moments When someone starts out being angry And then without literally anything else being said Suddenly it all changes and then they're best friends Right, it, there's a lot of that too which, yeah, doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Doesn't make any sense. But, uh, you know, it, it's there now. It's on Amazon Prime, you know, so you can watch it for free. So people, go enjoy if, um, yeah, if this sounds like it, it's your sort of thing. All right? <laughs> Sometimes you watch something, and then when you realize who directed it, it all makes sense. You know what I mean? You'd be like, yeah, of course. You know what I mean? Yes, I see it now. I understand, right? And that's what happened when I watched Bliss. Okay, so it's a new film showing on uh, Amazon. You know, um, it's just dropped. And yeah, it is different. It's very different, right? So um, Mike Cahill, who, um, you know, he wrote and directed it. It's produced by James D. Stern. Um, music is by Will Bates. Cinematography is Marcus um, Forderer. And, uh, alright, so the cast, right, we've got Owen Wilson, he plays a character called Greg Whittle, he's got a daughter, Emily, who's played by Nesta Cooper, and a younger version that we, you know, 
see at times played by Kosa Rakavana. Um, he's also got a son called Arthur, who's played by George Lindeborg Jr. And, um, <coughs> oh, apologies, people. Selma Hayek. Selma Hayek is in this, right? And she plays a character called Isabel Clemens. Um, yeah, it's, it gets trippy, people. Gets very tricky. Okay, so we've got um, a Doris, who's played by Madeline Zimmer. Uh, Joshua Leonard plays a character called Cameron. Ronnie Chung plays a guy called Kendo. Uh, Steve Zissi plays um, someone called Borg Pedersen. Bill Nye is in it. Yeah, Bill Nye plays a guy called Chris. And uh, Slava George Zizek plays himself. And you may ask, what the hell is this film about? Hmm. Well, I will tell you. It's a mind-bending love story following Greg, who after recently being divorced and then fired, meets the mysterious Isabel, a woman living on the streets and convinced that the polluted, broken world around them is a computer stimulation. So, um, yeah, I, it's funny. I just saw someone talking about this and they're just like, ah, stimulations are in and this is ridiculous and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, it, it, I think it's one of those things because, you know, sometimes you get like films that come out at the same time, right? And they're following similar themes. But you then, you know, people be like, oh, that was all planned and blah, blah, blah. But it's like you look at the production history. They started at different times. You know, and the process of making films, sometimes it's quick. Sometimes it takes ages. You know what I mean? As, um, you know, the first film that I think we probably talked about today. Uh and, um, you know, so they just get made when they're made. And then sometimes they all, they, it all happens that they fall at the same or a similar time. You know, it's just the way it happens. And I think the, the whole stimulation, it's not like it's new. <laughs> this isn't a new concept. I mean, look at the Matrix that dealt with, you know, a stimulated world. There's, and there's been plenty of other things that have done that. But it's, you know, I, I feel this film, it, it's not just a stimulation, right? It, it's dealing with so many different kind of um, polarities, right? And that's the thing that really, really fascinated me here. Is I think it starts off and you're like, hmm, what is this? Because, you know, we've got, um, we're with Greg, he's in an office. And, you know, he's like, um, he's drawing, right? And I think he's like, um, he's always had this picture in his mind. And he keeps on drawing it. 
like it's sort of like a house in this you know you you kind of say i don't know mediterranean caribbean you know just a tropical kind of setting right it, you would look at it and think oh that's people's dream house and he keeps on drawing this place and the landscape and this woman right and he keeps on getting his phone call keeps on getting a phone call uh you know his boss wants to see him his daughter calls right to remind him like oh i'm graduating um are you are you gonna come right so in this conversation we realize oh all right so him and his wife have separated there's an issue right and he doesn't want to cause a fuss but he wants to you know you can see that he's um very much you know very much in love with his daughter right because you know you care for certain people you know it's like he's avoiding the bus but he'll take that call and you can see he's you know the way he lights up when he's talking to her right so you can see that you know there there is a connection there right so we see these things and then you know you you get the thought that i right, this meeting with the boss is not going to be a good one right it's not going well so uh, as he gets up, he finally, after many, many reminders from the secretary, you know, and some other weird interactions, you, you see he gets up to go to um, see his boss. And as he's leaving, you notice something. There's a flickering. There's a situation with the wallet, right? Which kind of gives you pause. It makes you go, um, what's that? I don't know what that is. Now, maybe if you'd seen the trailer or if you'd read the description, you know, that might have given you a little sign. Certain, but I did not. So, yeah, I'm perplexed, right? I, I mean, I watched this film because it was starring Selma Hayek and Owen Wilson. I mean, man, Selma Hayek is just a legend. Man, I love Selma Hayek. You know what I mean? And, yeah, you don't see her in a lot of late. So I was like, boom, I need to see this. And it was a love story. And I'm a kind of a, you know, an arsehole when it comes to that. You know what I mean? Chasing that dragon, people. But, you know, so I'm like, oh, what, what, what's what to do with this? And so you see him in the office talking with his boss. And he's, zone, he's zoning out. He's zoning out thinking about this you know, magical place and all this other stuff. And then suddenly he get his boss comes up to him, puts his hand on his shoulder and he's like, yo, Greg, Greg, Greg. And he gets up. I know, he kind of, because he gets up so fast, his boss falls backwards, hits his head. And you're like, oh, that's not good. But you're thinking, wait, huh? Like, how the fuck does that happen? Because, I don't know. That seemed weird. So you're just thinking, there's some weird shit going on. Because that shouldn't have happened. That's not right. And I think he looks at his boss. He goes over and you're thinking, okay, something is wrong. Right? Because his boss isn't moving. And then he's like, Whoa, figures out a way to be able to get out without getting into shit. Because, I don't know, you get this feeling that, okay, his boss must be dead. Right? So he escapes. He goes... But he goes to the bar across 
from the office, which you're like, mm-hmm. and yo, know, that's when it all kind of kicks in because so he he meets, you know, Isabel there, right? This kind of hippie, scraggly, you know what I mean? Oldish, not oldish, but you know, she looks a little off. Right, woman, but it's Selma Hayek, so even you know, looking a little off, it's like, yo, okay, <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna talk to her for real, you know. So they start interacting, and then she because she knows his name and she knows certain things, and he's just like, uh, what's going on, right? And she shows him this power, and he's just like, Okay, uh, all right, I guess. And she helps him. She gives him an alibi for the office situation. And all of this stuff is playing out. And you're like, okay. All right, what's what's going on? What? Huh? I'm... Like, because I think at first you think there's... He's... I don't know maybe on the spectrum like there's something going on with him but with the introduction of Isabel you're like okay there's something else going is it so this is a sci-fi film like huh okay all right I'm I'm on board and so you're, you're seeing all of these weird weird things going on and they go to a a, 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 a a skating ring, you know, roller skating. And that's when it gets even freakier. There's a load of shit happens. Loads of crazy shit happens in the skating rink, right? And uh, they also get busy in the toilet, right? And, you know, who would? It's Selma Hayek, people. Who wouldn't, Right? Even, as I said, even a down and out Selma Hayek, you're going to be, gut, you would, man, <laughs> you would do all of that, all of that, chase. But anyway, like, I, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm, yes, I'm, whoo, take a breath. <laughs> but, no, listen, it's, the, the crazy thing is, because all of this, crazy goes down in the skating rink right now they run out and they put on some different clothes you know they've got all this power they're living large they are happy you know put on these clothes and they leave and we see the police cut turn up but they you know they're escaping and you're like okay <laughs> cool but we then see the police put them in the back of police cars. And we're like, wait, what? What's going on? Because they're there, but they're also getting put into the police. What is happening? I'm confused. But then the people we think of them are two other people, and they are in the police cars and they did go to jail and now they're out and you're just like wait what is happening this is kind of blowing my mind right now 
huh? And so this film, it is twisting, it is turning, right? And you are like, oh, my mind, <laughs> huh? But you're following it because it's intriguing as fuck, right? But now you, you, you see this introduction of these, well, that they've already kind of introduced them, but we're, we're getting more kind of into it. So these crystals, right? These crystals to help with the time and they need more. And it's all of this and, oh, we need to get these blue ones. Because, you know, she wants to show him that they are in this stimulation and this shit isn't real and all of this and she needs to prove it. And I think all of this, you're then thinking... Oh, okay, is this a drug thing? Like, what's happened? Because we have another interaction between Greg and his daughter, which, you know, you drop some more info on you because the way you are viewing it, you are perceiving time in a certain way. After this conversation, you realize, no, no, no. The time is completely different, right? The timeline that you think is real might not be real, right? So all of this stuff is getting hit in your face, man. And so you you can draw, I don't know, I guess it depends how you want to view this, right? Now, as I said, the guy that was talking about this film, he wanted to view it in one way, right? The way I'm looking at this film it's it's doing a couple of things right so you are getting this time travel alternate reality story but we're also getting shown like the effects of drugs right and the appreciation of happiness you know and that's what is fascinating to me right so there's some things that happen, and and it's great. There's this one bit in the film, right? And um, you know, I I, I they they're talking about their current situation, right? And um, yeah. So Isabel says this, right? So the thing is that. It's amazing how easy humans can get used to even something spectacular. Most people say ignorance is bliss, but I say you have to experience the good to appreciate the bad. And Greg's like, no, the other way around. And she's like, exactly. And I think that's a huge thing, right? Because it's very true very true and we've seen it so many times you know something happens and it might bring people together and people are like yeah no we appreciate this and we understand blah, blah, blah. and then you know sometimes it's a little bit longer sometimes it's a week a day and then it goes back to the norm and then people are like ah fuck that oh, i hate that that's bullshit right it, it, it's it's great i think the two big, the two biggest times that might you know ring true to people is like nine eleven, 
great after 9-11 everyone loved the police loved the fire brigade you know and it i have to say it did take a little bit longer but then it all changed right then it all changed now beginning of covid everyone's like we're all together yeah we're all in this together and then it's it definitely all changed and that that did not take as long <laughs> You know what I mean? And that's the thing. It's like you you have something a certain way and then you become kind of complacent to it. You know? Like, look at the internet. Everyone loved the internet at the beginning. Everyone loved social media. And now it's like social media is killing us and it's bad and Facebook is bad because everyone loved Facebook at the beginning. Now... Twitter is bad because everyone loved Twitter at the beginning, you know, they haven't necessarily, they're still platforms for connecting, but it's the way we utilize them, the way we've embraced them has changed and our, you know, perception is altered, right, and I think that this film really does kind of hit you with that, with these things, because we see in the alternate world, right? And I think one of the great things they've done with it, because, you know, in the first reality, everyone looks a little bit, like Greg and Isabel look a little bit, I mean, haggard isn't quite the word, but, you know, they've lived. Let's just say you you can see the, the living on them, right? But then when they come out of this supposed stimulation, everything is bright, everything is smooth, and they look younger, and, you know, there's this vibrance in everything, you know, and, and it's like the colour scheme is different, like the filters are different, right, and ain't that's the thing. And everyone there, they, they're perceiving the world in a certain way and they love it. But Isabel kind of tells Greggy, she's like, yo, there was a time when this was worse than where we were. The pollution and, you know, the way people treated everyone and everyone was depressed and, you know, but then we invented these things, free things, and it changed everything. Changed everything. Right? Which is... You know, I think that, that that thing, right? Because we want to get, you know, we think the earth is being polluted. We need to change it, right? We want to get it to this bliss world. <laughs> you know what I mean? It is crazy. Now, another thing, Greg says this thing, which is great, right? But it's also kind of beautiful. It is. Look. I mean, even with the cops coming, with us running and just, you know, everyone's playing their part and we're all like, we never know how it's going to end. One minute we're roller skating and laughing, remember? Yeah. And then the next minute, can't even afford the sandwich. And then the next minute, you never know. That's what I love about here and what you created. You don't know what's going to happen. It's fucked up and it's great. And I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. And I think that's the thing. You, right? you have to appreciate life. 
right? You have to appreciate the ups and the downs. Because without the downs, how are you going to appreciate the ups? You know? Unless everything is bad, how can you appreciate that when it's great? I mean, look at those people. You can see two people. They're in this relationship, and they're supposedly in love. And they're like, we never argue. Everything's perfect. This is great. And then, so, you know, you might bump into them months later or years later. And you're like, yo, how's it going? And be like, oh, we, we split. And you're like, what happened? And they tell you about one argument. One argument ended it all. And you hear the argument. And you might hear both sides. And you think, that's, that split you up? How the fuck? That's minor. Like, I've been through worse than that shit and survived it. But what it is, because they, you know, tried to eliminate all bad. So they weren't ready. So the one bit of bad that hit and truly hit, that was enough to crack everything. Right? So you need every, you need that balance. You know, you need that balance, right? And this film, it kind of shows you all of that. It lays it out in this crazy way, which is just, man. You know what I mean? It's kind of hypnotic because you were with it all the, I don't know, I was, I was with this film every moment. It was fast because you were seeing all of this. You're seeing Greg and Isabel and the way they're navigating things. And on top of that, superimposed on top of all of this, we're seeing Emily. We're seeing Emily trying to find Greg. You know, she's trying to convince her brother to help. And he's kind of out. Of, like, for a minute, she's like, yo, you can't forget about dad, right? Remember how he did this for you. And he's like, nah, nah, nah. And then he smiles, and she's like, what? And he's like, yo, I remember how he used to do this, and he used to try and teach me this, and, you know, he'd always fail worse than I did, and then we did this. And you could see him then remembering the good times, right? Now, it, it was like the bad kind of eat into those good for Arthur, but Emily was still, she's still there. She's still not willing to give up, right? And we got this, oh my gosh, this, this one bit, this one bit, and it sums so much up, right? Greg, you know, Greg goes to meet Emily, you know? And he's like, he turns up and he's like, he's holding flowers. And he's like, sorry, I'm late. I, I found these flowers on the side of the road and I thought they were, you know, they were nice. And then he's like, you're not late, Dad. You're here. And then they hug. And you're just like, oh, man. Oh, man. Because that's the thing. You know what I mean? Like, when you really care about someone. You know what I mean? Like, five minutes late. Things like that. That doesn't matter. It's the time you spend with them. You know? That's the thing that's important. So you're just like, who cares? Who, like, you know what I mean? I knew you were, I'm just so happy you're here. And I think we can lose that. 
You know, I think we really lose that in life. We get eaten up with the pointless minutiae of it all. You know, and I think this film really points to the things that we should be holding true to. You know, I, I, I kind of, I don't know, that's what I read into this. Hey, I could be wrong, people. I could be wrong. But that's what I read into this. You know what I mean? But I ain't gonna lie. I, I, I loved Mike Hayhill's film. Like, Another Earth is just incredible. I love that film. You know, and I think the thing with this is, it's these messages, it's this tapestry of consciousness that's getting woven and spun in front of us, right? And I guess you can look at that in many different ways. You can view it in many different ways. You know, you can look at this as just a simple, you know, stimulation film, or you can look at it as, you know, an analogy for drugs and happiness you know, and the acceptance of life, and I think I like those films that really play with the confines of an idea, you know, like Another Earth, you know, it, it's funny, because they're not kind of similar, but they play with things in this different way, and it's a film called The Tangle that if you have not seen it, people, you need to go see it because it is incredible. Like it's got this like poetic flow to it, right? And the way it deals with language and just the scenes, the way it paints these scenes, you know, because we don't have many different kind of, um, you know, sets, you're watching it and it, it, it creates this world. You believe you're in this world. You know, you believe that this future exists. And it's all through the cinematography, the, the language, the script, the acting. And I think that's important. Like those things are incredible when they come together. And, you know, the tangle is a perfect representation of that. And bliss, that hits those points for me as well. You know what I mean? That really does. So, I, yeah, I, <laughs> I, would, I would recommend this, people. I, I, I feel, yeah, you should definitely go check it out. Because, man, it's so, it's so good. The acting tremendous acting you know I mean Selma Hayek was great at just playing these the, these characters that you could be a scientist could be a drug addict could be a delusional person who knows you know and Owen Wilson like he can come off as whimsy he can come off as odd but he really hit this role really hit this role Nesta Cooper was ah a revelation as Emily she really because you believe the hope in her I mean you believe that hope and George Lindenberg right 
in his character you saw the way kind of given up on greg but he he still had that the memories of those good times but he's there for emily you know and all of that all played out so well played out so well you could understand it all in their actions them you know their, their their body language their speech patterns it was it's all there people so hey hat off mike cahill man son of a bitch you've done it again people go see bliss i i i, I say you will not be disappointed i love it all right enjoy people Yo, do you understand sometimes how you can watch something and it just hits you in a way, right? Now, listen, I, because I, I, I think people mix up like terms like trigger, right? Because sometimes you watch things or see things and they really... Oh my gosh, they really just remind you of shit. Or make you take a motherfucking look in the mirror. You mean question who the fuck you are. But it's not like, oh no, this film is saying I'm an asshole. But you there's just there can be just one little thing. One little motherfucking thing. And then you start to look and you think, hold on. Shit. I think I do that. Fuck. I think I do that. God damn it. Ah, or that was like my last relationship. Ah, shit. God damn, what am I doing? Fuck. Am I that person? Am I that? Is that what I do? Am I that crazy? Am I a narcissist? What the fuck's going on? You get me? And it's like, no, 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 no. The film isn't a trigger. It's just sometimes things, actors, partial mirrors. You know what I mean? Like it's a a muddied reflection of self. But not all of it. Just a fragment. Just a motherfucking fragment. And you're like, yeah. Hmm. Or you just understand what's going on you know what i mean you, it cuts through all the bullshit for you so yeah you're wondering what the fuck are you going on about son <laughs> yo sam motherfucking levinson <laughs> sam motherfucking levinson's yo people this motherfucker Malcolm and Marie, homie wrote a film, Malcolm and Marie, and he, he, I love that shit, this, ah, I love this film, god damn, you know what I mean, like, I have been really, really wanting to see this film, right, and, you know, I didn't really know a lot about it. This is a crazy. I remember when I heard about this film, right? That uh, you know, David John David Washington and Zianja were, were going to be making this film, you know, during the pandemic. 
which I, you know, I didn't give a fuck about. Like, if you're gonna do shit safe, do shit. You know what I mean? Do you. It's like some people are like, I can't believe you did this during. Yeah, shut up. Like, if it's not hurting anyone, let people eat. You feel me? But it, I think it's just like certain things, they just kind of, you know, I don't know, they speak to you, right? And I mean, both are mad talented. Now, I haven't seen Euphoria. It's on the checklist. I just haven't got round to it. Like, I was going to, at one time, I was actually going. I found, I, there was a moment. There was a window. And I went to go watch it. And it was gone. <laughs> it was gone. I'm like, God damn it. But then I went back another time. And it's back. So, it's there. I can watch it. Which is good. Hopefully, it's still there when I go. Anyway, God damn, you don't need to hear this shit. But... You know what I mean? I think it was the idea of this, like it was going to be this intimate story. And I love an intimate story, you know? So, you know, I was intrigued. Then I saw it's in black and white, and I'm like, okay, all right. Yo, what are you going to do with this? You know what I mean? So, it finally dropped. Finally dropped. I didn't get a fucking advanced screening. Motherfucker. Pissing me off sometimes, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? I ain't gonna hook up with Netflix. So I have to wait. I have to wait for the goddamn release. Ugh. But anyway. So um yeah, I watched it. And um man, I just there's so much about this film that I loved. You know what I mean? It's straight away, straight away there is this chemistry between the two. Chemistry between the two. You know, that really just jumps out at you. And that's big. Because there's so many films that I watch. And you, you're you looking at it and you're just like, I don't buy. I don't buy that they love each other. I don't buy there's feelings between these people. And even the anger, I don't buy. So the fact that, boom, chemistry... And you buy everything. You buy everything. Loved it. That was great. Now, this isn't going to sound stupid, right? But it kind of opens up. They walk into the house. You know, like, you know what I mean? Malcolm is mad happy. And Marie's smiling. She's pleased for him. And she goes to, to, goes to the bathroom. She goes, I mean, the bathroom, the toilet. It's a crazy thing. You know what I mean? Like... I remember I was working in a cinema, and these Americans come in, and they're like, uh, excuse me, um, do you have a bathroom? And I'm like, no, there's not a bathroom here. And they're like, you know, uh, I'm like, oh, toilet, the toilets are upstairs, huh? <laughs> go, yeah, go use the toilet. I'm like, yeah, and you say toilets, and people are like, huh? He's like, it's a bathroom, where's the bathroom? And he's like, oh, okay, that's, I'm just like, gah. Anyway, the aunt, like Marie uses the bathroom, she uses the toilet. And he, listen, I'm not being creepy. I'm like, oh, I wanna see, I wanna see Marie pee. No. But it's it's these these little things, these subtleties that are often missed from a film. You know what I mean? You can watch a film and no one, no one eats or no one pees, and you're just like, huh? I brought this meant to be a look at their lives. They never pee? Like, what's happening here? 
You know, so it was. It, there's just these little things in the film that just make you. I don't know. They made me smile. Like made me smile because it was you know just showing these different aspects of this relationship. You know, even though it's just a minute period of time, right? They 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 kind of had it all there. You know, and that's what I want to see. I just want to see, you know, how they interact in these different situations, you know? So there was that. Love that. Then it was the way everything could spin on a sheet. What's the expression? Is it spin on a twopence? On a tuppence? On a frappence? You know what I mean? Everything, like, basically things pivot, right? But there's, there's an expression. I don't know what the expression, I don't even know. I don't know the expression, people. But, I love the way it just, boom. You know what I mean? One minute, it's like, ah, oh, this is amazing. This is incredible. They're dancing. And then suddenly it's like, pew! <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, I understand. I've been in that. That, that this was spoke to me and uh yeah it's you know how you can be like man i just love the way this was and you're talented and you're incredible you're amazing and it's just like i don't know why you neglect the fuck that i do this and i do you know what i mean it's just like but wait we went from that to that huh what's happening you know what I mean? And that's what I loved. Because there is the same passion in it all. There is the same vulnerability. Well, now, when I say the same, what I mean is not the same energy. It's a different energy, right? It's a different cadence. But you aren't limiting the, you know, further that you're putting into it right you feel me so that that's like who yes i like this and also it's cutting it is cutting and listen right it's, it's funny because i don't know why Right now, I'm I'm seeing that there is a mixed reception to the film, and I'm like, well, what's going on, people? Now, listen, I understand, right? You could say the film was verbose, right? It is wordy. You you could you could you know put it up there with a Sorkin or a Michael Brian Bendis script. <laughs> Comic book fans understand, but I like words. You mean that talks to me now? Obviously, there's sometimes you think ah less words, but then other times it's just like yo, just run with this shit. And this was one of those times. I'm like run with this shit. You feel? Because in like now people, I've seen people say I went on IMBD to get you know pull information for the uh, review on the website. And, um, you know, some motherfuckers be like, nobody talks like this, <laughs> especially when alcohol is involved. And it's like, hey, people do. I do. <laughs> I have done. 
You know what I mean? Because we have to understand, it's people have different tolerances to alcohol. So just because it seems people might have, oh, they've had a few drinks. It's just like, it doesn't matter. And also, I'm like, when you are looking, <laughs> you know what I mean? When you, are tr you want to make a point so badly, so goddamn badly, man, you are looking for so many ways to make that point, to break it down, to um, make sure they understand. You know what I mean? Because it's just like, just saying, God damn it, that makes me mad. You know what I mean? It's just like, that's not conveying it at all. Because it's not, that just makes me mad. Like, I get so frustrated with the way you malign my impact on this. You know, the way you marginalize the fact that I do so much for you. You know, it's a throwaway comment with your friends all the time. It's just like, oh, no, he doesn't do anything. <laughs> and you think that's funny. But they believe you. They believe you when you say it. You know what I mean? So you you are trying. Oh, gosh, yeah. Whoo. Channeling. <laughs> but you know what I mean? They, you, you know what I mean? So you're looking for those words. You're looking for those words. And there is so many times, right? And there's been times when I've, you know, Someone says something, and I'm just like, motherfucker, what? Uh-uh-uh-uh-uh, no. You understand why you just fucked up, right? You fucked up because of this, 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 this. It's about dismantling a motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes that's what you want to do. So, the words, I loved the words. I loved the word play. The way it was building and building and building but then the like the comebacks the back and forth but it's not just a hurt you hurt me hurt you hurt me you know what I mean sometimes there's a back and forth sometimes it's I'm on the soapbox motherfucker let's go you know and then there is the moments and this is the beauty of it for me right so you know Leander Marie goes at Malcolm, goes at Malcolm, and then he's like, you understand, I took things from other people, this wasn't just all of you, and it was this, and it was this, and this, but the end, the end was you, but I love you, I love you, and then when he walks off, and then she follows him outside, and then plays the music, and you understand what's going on there, that's, she's trying to make peace, you know what I mean, she's trying to make peace, but it's just like, no, no, and then he walks off, and you're like, oh, man, nice, I love that scene, and then there's these other things, because, you know, it's that crazy thing in these relationships, you know what I mean? When you think something is deaded, and then it comes back, you know what I mean? And it's be, you know what? No, 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 no. You said, ba ba ba, and it's like, I thought, we'd, I thought we were done. I thought we were done. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, that's what it's like sometimes. And one, uh, when they're in the kitchen, 
and it, it, they they kind of made up and he picks her up and he puts her down on the on the, on the rug and they start kissing and then he's just like oh i want to do ah oh, god damn it marie the things i want to do to you but ba -ba 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 -ba. first i need to go to the toilet so i'm gonna be back because i need to pee but I'm going to be back, so don't move. Don't move. Don't think about anything. Don't change the situation. I want to come back and we're going to pick up where we just were. And, you know, I look, everyone understands that sometimes you cannot leave a situation for too long. Because it's too, it gives people too much time to think. So then he comes back and it's boom onto something, onto something else, and it's just like, it's, it's those moments, it's that interplay that made this film, you know, I mean, along with the acting, <laughs> along with the acting, the direction, you know, it just, there's so many elements in this that, you know, just spoke to me, right, just spoke to me, and, when you you know it's the interplay as i said with with everything that was getting said i when they were talking about you know the new york times reporter and like marie's like oh and then they want you to make the lego film you know and you're gonna make a lego film and the working title is gonna be 40 lego and a mule <laughs> I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm, I laugh so hard, and it's like, it's a, I understand, it's a simple joke, it's not even the most original joke, I'm sure people have said that before, but sometimes things can be said in such a way, at such a moment, that is just right, you're just right, and it's just like, oh, fuck, god damn, I liked that, you know, and then, um, you know, they were also, it, it, it's just like some of the points that are getting made throughout the film, you know, like he says to her, not everything I do is political because I'm black, right, because that's sometimes, you, you do something and people are like, oh, Oh, when you did that, were you you were referencing? And be like, no, <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was just doing that because you know this, or I thought it was funny. That's why I said it like that. You know, and she's like, yeah, I think Angela Davis would disagree with you because there are certain people that will. You know what I mean, everything is a thing. And you get that because sometimes you're in that point of view, you're in that frame of mind, you know what I mean, where everything can be. So, it, you know what I mean, there's so many things within this script that just, ah, were great, were great. You know what I mean, the white savior and just all, all, just all of those interplays and analogies and those breakdowns. Ah, a scene that was incredible, like, there were so many scenes that were just insane, like, when Marie comes into the kitchen and picks up the knife, people, come on, 
right? How incredible was that shit? You know what I mean? How incredible was that, people? That was insane. I loved that. Like the emotion and everything can then boom. You know what I mean? You're just like, yo, okay, okay. Ah, oh, that it, it was great. You know, like, uh, and he's like, ban every film with a postscript. <laughs> yes, because he drives me insane too. Drives me insane, man. Say it in the goddamn film, you lazy motherfuckers. <laughs> but another, there was, oh, towards the end, two scenes that just, oh, I, I don't know what's wrong with me. I really don't. Because sometimes, you know, because, you know what I mean? I think everyone can agree. Xander is just extremely attractive. She is very attractive. You know what I mean? She always is. But there was that scene where she's lying on the rug, right? Lying on the rug. And as Malcolm, you know, he's like, oh, stay there. I'm going to the toilet. I need to pee. But don't, don't think about anything. Don't move. I'm going to come back and we're going to finish. And it's that scene when he gets up and he walks up. And she's lying on her back, looking at Malcolm as he's walking away. And the camera is just, you know what I mean? Coming at her face. That sounded wrong. But you understand what I'm saying. It is it's kind of focused on the face. And it's, you know what I mean? You're looking at her lying there. Ah. Oh, I just, that imagery is incre this is an incredible framed piece of work right there. I love that image. You know what I mean? And you're just like, God damn it, Marie is incredible right now you know what i mean and then at there's a there's a bit at the end you know they've argued she's cleaned her teeth and then he's cleaning her teeth and you on the on the left hand side of the screen you've got malcolm sitting there and then on the right hand side you've got marie in bed and it is funny because you see the bottom half of marie that you see her legs but then in the other bit, a bit closer to Malcolm is her head. And I'm just like, the way that scene is framed, the angles, the focus. I mean, that's just tremendous play of creativity. I, I love that scene. It, it was great. And this is the thing, there's so many just these, these moments where the camera spins around them or like it will zoom in on a close-up yes i do not know all the all the terminology for these shots people but i love these shots you know the way it it will rotate or you know kind of pull back on a scene just man all of that ah and it's like the black and white, just, oh my days, there's it is, it is so much of this film that just jumps to me, man, just, I just love the way it is put together, and then, people, 
then you have the soundtrack, right? The music that's getting played and the way, the, the, you know, the use of the music, right? It's the use of the music because sometimes hearing what they'll, they'll put on a song to say something to the other one. You know what I mean? Like, and there's an apology, or, you know, I'm happy, or, you know what I mean? And it, it, it's just a way, because it's like, that's what you do, right? I mean, I know that's what I will do. You know what I mean? Because if you want someone to smile, right, you know those songs. You know those great songs that you, you might share together, and you will put on. And you and you look at someone, and you're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And like you sing a little bit of the line or something. And, and yeah, it just changes the atmosphere in the room. Or if, you know, you want to tell someone you love them. But it's just like, I'm not going to say I love you. Because that's just played out. I'm going to send them that song, right? Or you feel the relationship has moved to the next level. So there's another song that you will send to someone or play to them. You know, and it's that, it's that, it's the use of music, I love music, you feel me, so, you know, I think it speaks on so many levels, and especially within a relationship, you know, because it can frame so many different things, so using that to speak to someone, it, it's just a perfect tool, so that, and then just the music that is used, you know what I mean, to set a scene or something, something, you know what I mean, in the end credits, just, oh, it was great, you know what I mean, the music was great, loved it, so, um, yeah, essentially, people, I'm telling you, man, you, you, you do need to see this film, because it is great, (laughs) Oh dear, dear. I'm like, when you think it was shot in two months, you know, shot in two months, right? That's that's like, yeah, okay. You know, and they did it in secret. I mean, just put it together. That that that's just something. You, it's things like this that you look at and you're just like, yo. I know when the film finished, I'm thinking, God damn it, I need to write more. <laughs> I need to finish my project. I need to write my fucking, oh, what am I doing? Just finish writing a fucking project. You know what I mean? It, it, it just what, it forces you to be creative. Or you look at it and you'd be like, oh, you know what? Yeah, I, I should just do that. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah, fuck it. I'm just gonna, you know, I'm gonna be wordy with my shit. I'm just gonna write how I talk. That's what I'm gonna do. Fuck it. I don't care. You know what I mean? And then also, it's like, (laughs) shit. I think I probably need to calm down in the relationships. And I can't just, you know what I mean? Just let flow in an argument. Because I will say way too much. And it's that cold. That's the problem. It's that cold, like, you know, deconstruction. You're like, ah, fuck. 
man, I'm not doing that shit. I shouldn't do that shit. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look good, fam. <laughs> but you know, people, Malcolm and Marie. You know what I mean? It is great. It really is. It is. It, 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 what it is is just a, you know what I mean? A, a, a thing that highlights the talents of the people involved. You know what I mean? The, the actors. See, Andrew and John David Washington, you know what I mean? Just top form. Tremendous performances. You know what I mean? The direction, the script, the lighting, just all of these things, the cinematography, it, it all is there to shine. It's all there to shine. You know, and labyrinth for the for the for the music. Yo, everyone needs to take a bow because they all delivered so much. So much. So people Go watch it. This is, oh, it's great. It it is great. It it it, it will and it will make you just I don't know, man. Understand the dynamics of things. You don't understand the power of words. You know what I mean make you think about things that get said. You know things that oh, that's gonna be hard to take back. You know what I mean? Just all of that shit. It's there. It is there. And it is beautifully played. So, people enrich your life with Marie and Malcolm. Or Malcolm and Marie, even. <laughs> to give it its actual title. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> Okay, people, as we draw to a close on another episode, a little bit of film news before we go. So, um, Paramount Pictures, they have announced that um, they are making a sequel to 2020's Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, who the funk it? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um... All the information out right now is the fact they are looking at the 8th of April 2022 for a release date. You know, so, um, yeah, I think, um, you know, obviously more will become clear as we get closer to, um, you know, the date. Probably later in the year, you're gonna get cast and story, all of that kind of thing. But Sonic fans, get those rings ready. Alright, so um, here's an interesting one. So Nicole Kiesel, she's gonna be directing a, uh, a new version of The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. So uh, this version is gonna be at New Line, and um, yeah, you know, I think because we got Wicked coming and you know other things, but this version, it's able to um, reference the original 1939 film. Um, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be interesting, right? Because uh, yeah, 
there's going to be a lot of these popping up. So, um, well, I mean, at least it gives people choice, right? Now, other things. Ty Sheridan. He is coming on board the Tender Bar, which is, um, you know, a new film at Amazon. It is based on, um, you know, their J.R. Mohinga's memoir, right? Um, and, yeah, Sheridan will, in fact, be playing memoir. Yeah. So, also in the film, we have got George Clooney and uh, Ben Affleck, right? So, um, yeah, uh, you know, um, William Monaghan is writing the script with uh, Clooney, Grant Heslov and Ted Hope producing. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Could be interesting. So, um, this is uh, an interesting one. So, Takeshi Kitano is um, making a new film called Neck, which is actually based on uh, a book he put out in 2019 called Kubi. Right? So, um, yeah, it, it said that it's going to be inspired by Akiri Kasawara's Seven Sanamai, right? So, um, yeah, it's kind of a retelling of the life of Hono G incident in which um, warlord Oda Nobunga was assassinated at a Kaito temple in 1582. Hmm. So um yeah, Ken Watanabe Watanabe is um taking the lead. So uh yeah, I think that's pretty good because Watanabe is always good, right? So um yeah, I don't know. I'll be interested to see how it, you know Seven Samurais is a classic tale. So yeah, we will see. Um also, Sandra Bullock is the latest star to come on board Bullet Train at Sony Pictures, right? So, um, yeah, this is a, a Brad Pitt film, and it's starring Pitt, Aaron Taylor-Johnson, Brian Thierry Henry, Joey King, Zazie Beat, Andrew Koji, and Michael Shanahan. Right, so, uh, yeah, it is a jam-packed, jam-packed, you know, um, piece. We have David Lettrech as the director, you know, um, and Zach Olawicz is um, writing a script. So, also, Florence Pugh. She has just joined Dolly over at Apple, right? So it is um, inspired, they say, by Elizabeth Bear's, um, one of her short stories, right? And follows a robotic companion doll that kills its owner and then shocks the world by claiming that she is not guilty and asking for a lawyer. Hmm... Yes. 
Hello. Right, we always seen kind of Black Mirror episodes involving this kind of thing. There was a show Humans Raised by Wolves. So, uh, yeah. Oh, it could be a, a, a look into the future, people. <laughs> so um, the script is coming from Vanessa Taylor and Drew Pierce. And also, right, um, Pedro Pascal and Karen Gillian, along with Maria Bakalova, have joined Judd Apatow's bubble, right, which is a, um, you know, a pandemic <sighs> comedy, right, it's a, like, it's a meta comedy, right, so yeah, basically, um, you know, a group of actors and actresses are in a pandemic bubble at a hotel, attempting to complete a studio franchise film, you know, and, um, you know, it's got what, David Duchovny, Keegan-Michael Key, Leslie Mann, Peter Saronovich, Fred Amerson, you know, Iris Apatow, yeah, a, hope, a host, even, of uh, talented people involved. So, uh, yeah, hoping it is, uh, you know, it's decent because Apatow does make good films. So, yeah, we will see. And let's end on this one. So, um, actually, no. We're going to have one more. So, uh, yeah, you know, there was word that um, we were getting a slew, a slew of films about, um, you know, the, 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 the Thai soccer team, you know, those boys that were trapped deep inside a flooded cave, right, and, um, yeah, so one of those films is, uh, coming, so this is, uh, from E.J. Vasala and Jimmy Chin, uh, you might recognize the names because they directed Free Solo, right, um, yeah, so, yeah, they are, um, doing this film, right, now, there is no word on when, I mean, you know, like, uh, it, it's been, de it's been delayed a few times, so the original team had to drop out, so, um, I don't know, we will see what happens, but there's, ugh, so many of these, good, I think there's about three, so, um, I don't know, we'll see, we will see, now, this is, uh, an odd one, right, Adam Wingard is, um, remaking Face Off, yeah, that John Woo film, you know, Nicolas Cage, John Travolta, they switch faces, yeah, he's getting a remake, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'd hope this one might be a little bit more plausible. This is the last one infuriated me. You know what I mean? Like, all the people that could do the operation were killed, but he, he was still able to revert at the end. It's like, come on, people. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Wingard is also um, writing the script. Right, so... Um, 
<laughs> we will see what happens. Right, so um, Simon Barrett is also going to be assisting him, and Neil Moritz is going to produce. So, uh, yeah, people, that is it on the news front, and we're going to bounce. So, we will be back next Thursday, people. Definitely check out Bliss, definitely check out Malcolm and Marie, they are exceptional films. Right, so SATA will be out on Monday, right, digitally, then the 22nd on DVD. And if you want some action, there is a Greenland on Amazon. All right, so go have fun, enjoy films, and we'll see you next Thursday. Peace.